Hey guys, Andrew here today, and welcome back to Iron and Rose Talk Show. I fin I edited the name because I like talk show better than gaming show because I'm not doing games on. A podcast, because it would be kind of boring just to listen to someone play a game. Like, it's more fun to watch. It's like, it's it's like, it's not even a thing anymore. Like, nobody would want to listen to somebody playing a game. But if you do, comment on my YouTube channel. Um, and ask if you'd like that. But. If you are not subscribed on YouTube, go subscribe at Iron and Rose Gaming Show. And today we, as you can tell by the title, we are doing Whales on Stilts. Once again, the third installment. So, let's get started. About a week later, Lily and Katie took a different bus than usual from school. They were going to get off the bus at the abandoned warehouse where they would meet Jasper. Jasper wasn't with them because he didn't go to school. He had already received a PhD in AG pathology. Katie was looking at her gums in her reflection on the windows. She said, she said, wouldn't it be weird if people had no lips, only gums and teeth? She looked at Lily, huh? What do you think? What do you think? Would that be weirder or if people had skin, skis for feet? Lily didn't answer. What's wrong? asked Katie. You're not nervous, are you? I'm a little nervous, admitted Lily in a whisper. This is dangerous. What is she talking about? Well, my friend is at... My, well, my friend, it's simple enough to tell. The previous week, Jasper had gone into the abandoned warehouse dressed as a photocopy repairman. He had added a special secret addition to the photocopier. Whenever someone made a copy, a special secret edition made another copy and stored it for him. Now all three of them were going to sneak into a building disguised as their photocopy repair people and they were going to see what photocopies had been made during the week then they could have a better sense of what larry and his crew were really up to as as you can see this could be very dangerous it was even more dangerous in fact than in fact than lily and her friend knew why i tell i tell you as Lily and Katie bumped all over, fo- potholes toward the abandoned warehouse, Lily f- Lily's father walked into the photocopy room and found his boss looking kind of strangely at at the photocopier. Huh? Said Larry. Was the photocopier always this big? The photocopier took up most of the room. There were a huge number of brass pipes running all over the place, and lots of gears and cranks and turner, 
that turned. Sometimes valves would release steam. The whole room vibrated. Uh, uh, no, said Mr. DeFelty over the racket. The photocopy repair guy came in and added some stuff. You know, little guy about 12, 13 years old. He added a lot of these new parts. For example, it didn't work by mule before. Larry walked over to the mule's treadmill. I knew I didn't recognize that the mule. Is this a push-button mule? No, said Mr. DeFelty. There's a real kind of mule. That's a real kind of mule. That's a mule that you could ride on the bottom of the Grand Canyon on. Canyon on if you're really careful. Mount your fishing rods. Jafelti said Larry, I'm not sure about this. Grand Canyon aside, I'm starting to wonder if this isn't some kind of clever attempt at spying on our organization. Jafelti shrugged. Come on, Larry. Why wouldn't anyone want to spy on our organization? I mean, what do we do? Make stilts for whales? What could be wrong with that? Who would complain? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Jafelti. Why don't you go back to your office? Don't come out for a while. Take a vacation, but in your office. I have some I I have some ideas about this. Will you excuse me? Larry squinted through his grain sack hood. He he walked away briskly to talk to the, his guards. Meanwhile back out on the streets of Pelt, Lily was getting anxious on the bus. She was a quiet girl and not used to risk and danger. Katie put her arm around Lily's shoulder and talked gently to her. She said reassuringly, don't worry about anything. Just concentrate on the plan. I'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're working. We're going to have dinner at the Burger Meister until work lets out. Okay, nothing difficult there. Eating, chew the food, swallow. You've got that covered. Then we're going to go into the bathroom, okay? And we're going to change into our photocopy repair disguises. Okay, so far. Okay, so far. So far? You've changed clothes before. She bumped her friend with her elbow and smiled. Lily smiled back at her. Katie said, so far, so good. Then we're just... Then we're just going to walk down to the street, in a, to the abandoned warehouse. You've walked down the streets before, just checking. And then just, just when they're about to close down for the night, we're going to ask if we can go in the recall a part of the photo, photocopier. Then we go in, take a part of, apart Jasper's whole special part of the photocopier, pick up the microfilm that was all the secret copies on it and carry it all out past the armed guards while pretending we're like 35 years old professionals. Katie realized that the last part of the description didn't sound as easy as the first part. She cleared her throat. She and Lily looked at each other. Then she looked away from each other. Then they looked away from each other. Katie cleared her throat again. 
Then she looked into the window at her gums. She said to change the subject, do you think I could tell if I had geningivitis? Geningivitis? I don't know what that word is. It's G-I-N-G-I-V-I-T-I-S. So comment down below if there, you can't even can. I'm not sure uh, what it is or if I got it right. It might be geningivitis. I'm not sure. Okay. Somehow this doesn't seem like a good idea, said Lily, but probably that's just because I don't have any experience with this kind of thing, you know? Adventure, actually doing anything. Lillian said, Katie, would you stop that? You read all about all kinds of amazing things. You have all sorts of amazing dreams, and, and you're the one who realized that this place was a mad scientist headquarters in the first place. We don't even know for sure if it is, Lily muttered. She hoped that she wasn't just leading them on... A wild goose chase. Katie sighed and rolled her eyes. Hello? Who else starts a small business in an abandoned warehouse? Lily leaned forward, resting her elbows on her knees. Her hair hid her eyes. The bus rattled through the streets of Pelt and down to a Smogoskin Bay. It went past muffler repair stores and bagel bakeries. It went under a lot of phone lines. Finally, it reached the end, the abandoned warehouse district. Lily and Katie picked up their backpacks and got off. Jasper's was there waiting. Jasper was there waiting. He already, he was already in his photocopier copier repairman disguise. Unfortunately, Jasper was sort of out of touch and didn't really know what a photocopier repairman would look like. So he had just taken his best shot at it, which meant a sparkly brown jumpsuit with big rings around his shoulders and elbows and a helmet with an antenna and fins. He wore a utility belt with a screwdriver, wrenches, and a ray gun. There was a logo on his back that said Glorux Velp. Ace Photocopier Repairman, Venus Colony, Jasper said, Jasper said Katie, squeezing his padded shoulders, it's good that we love you because otherwise we'd never be seen with you anywhere. I'm, I am cleverly disguised, he explained, as a photocopier repairman of the future when may. When man through his in ingenuity will conquer even the farthest reaches of space and need to make du duplicates of things. Lily and Katie stared at him. He looked sheepishly down at the at his moon boots and said, Look, chums, I got into the building wearing this last week. Katie looked at her watch. It's only 3.30, she said. Let's go hang out for an hour or so before we come back to the warehouse and try it to get in. They walked down the street to the Burgermeister. The pavement was cracked. All around them were ruined mills and warehouses. They sat at the Burgermeister for a while and ate fries. They talked about school and kids they knew. Jasper began to notice that 
People in the booths around them were snickering at, at his outfit. He tried not to take it personally. He forgave them immediately. He figured they just needed time to get used to the clothes of the future. He held his head in various noble attitudes as if he were gazing up at up at three pink moons while the sonic winds of extra blue across his chin. Other kids kept pointing at him. Finally, he took his helmet off and put it on his knees. He crouched in toward the fries and tried to be inconspicuous. That was made harder by his glittery crown jumpsuit. Katie and Lily were talking about the abandoned warehouse. Lily was saying, officially the company, it's called Delta Max. I tried calling them on the telephone the other day and asking what their business was. Whoever answered the phone just told me that it was very complicated. How long was your has your dad worked there? Katie asked. Two years. Lily sipped her soda. I asked him what he knew about his boss. Larry said, "One of one who here wears a sack over his head." Yeah, said Katie. We. What did he say? He didn't really know much. Never talks about his family or anything. Nobody knows where Larry's from or any place he he's worked. No one knows how old he is. But has anybody ever even seen his face? Katie's asked. Nope, said Lily. That's the thing. Nobody even knows what he looks like. He could be some famous master criminal, and nobody would ever know it. Great Scott, cried Jasper Dash. Dash boy Technonaut slamming his fist down on the table. Will these cads never cease mocking my jumpsuit? Jasper said, Katie, I think you're going to have to let this one go. Jasper frowned deeply and fiddled with the ketchup. Lily looked at her two friends. She felt proud to be with them, especially because Jasper wasn't afraid to dress up, to dress stupidly in public. Lily never wanted to have the kind of friends who refused to eat fries in the sparkly brown jumpsuit. She smiled softly under all of her hair. Pretty soon, it was time for Katie and Lily to put on the photography repair uniforms. Two, Katie was lending Lily a disguise. Katie's family living in a hor- in Horror Hollow had a wide variety of weird disguises because you never knew what when you were going to need to be pr- to pretend to be, for example, a census take census taker in an alien spacecraft whilst trying to get your little brother out of the meat locker. Katie and Lily went into the woman's room and changed their clothes. They stuffed their school clothes into their backpacks. When they came out, Jasper was flipping through the playlist of cards on the jukebox, <clears throat> looking for the symphonic wor- works of Sibelius. Hi... Hi-ho, hi-ho then, he said, off to work. The three of them walked back down the street, down and cracked pavement to where the 
abandoned warehouse sat on the docks. It was almost five o'clock, and some of the employees were already slipping out on, out of the secret door and going across the street to the abandoned park, parking lot, and getting into their cars. Lily had a mustache, so her father wouldn't recognize her. It was bushy and brown, and it tickled. They opened up the secret door and stepped inside. There in front of them was Jill, the receptionist. Hello and welcome to Delta Max Industries, taking over the world through stealth and advanced laser technology since 1998. How may I direct you today? Ma'am, said Jasper, who is always very polite to his elders. We're, we're here to fix the photography photocopier. I came last week and installed some new elements that are apparently giving you trouble. Let me see if you have an appointment, Jill said, smiling and looking down at the clipboard. Oh, said Katie, we don't have any appointment, but we call, we got a call that. Yep, here you are, said the receptionist making a check mark. You're accepted. Please go right in. The photocopier room is through the secret laboratory up two flights and down the hall. On your right. The three of them looked at one another. What luck, said Jasper. Luck, said Katie suspiciously and exchanged a glance with Lily. Lily scratched her mustache uncomfortably. She didn't like the look of this. When they got upstairs, the girls were kind of surprised to see exactly how much Machinery Jasper had added to the photocopier. The whole room was making a thrumming noise while all the gears and cranks and positions and the mule turned belts and made metal arms go up and and down. Um, Jasper said the late, this doesn't, this isn't really what we expected. Quick, whispered Katie, we're... Are the microfilms? Jasper cocked his head. Pardon? The microfilms. Once more. Once more? The micro, the microfilms. Yes, I see, he nodded. So what are microfilms? Jasper, said Katie, your machine was supposed to be making duplicate copies of all the things that were photocopied during the week. Yes, indeed. And so it did. He flung open a panel, all ingeniously copied and transcribed onto the onto one convenient wax roll. Quite easy carried between the three of us. He hefted one end of the wax roll. Was as big as a carpet. Come come along. It's a mere two hundred and twenty pounds. Try to keep one hand free for making fists. We may have to bash our way out of here. May, may, said Lily, just may. That was my amusement, Jasper, said Jasper, kneeling in front of the machinery. Suddenly he looked up. Ah, he said. The, the two girls turned around. There in the dormitory was Larry. He had four guards with him. All of them had guns. Big guns. Okay, boys, growled Larry through his green sack. Let her rip. Oh my gosh. That was not expected for the ending. And I might end today and post the next episode tomorrow. 
Um, because that's pretty big cliffhanger, but I might just go ahead and post it today, because I, I, I don't think I can wait, because I've never read this book before, and I don't think I can wait to, to read it. Yeah, I just don't think I can wait. So, yeah. Hope you guys like today's episode. Episode, I mean, chapter 7, I think. Um, maybe 6. Yeah, it might be 6. Um, um, but anyways, hope you guys like the video. And if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, go check it out at Iron and Rose Gaming Show. And if... You are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, more, I don't know, or Anchor. If you're on Anchor, uh, be sure to make your own podcast because it's really fun. I really like it. I mean, it make honestly, like, I like reading in general, but, like, it makes it more fun to read on the podcast. I don't know why. It just does. Because then people actually get to hear it. Like, it's not as fun when you just read on a recording. Like, that's not even going to be, like, posted. Or if you just read in general out loud. Because it's like, you don't get views and stuff. And people aren't happy. Well, people are. But you're not making more people happy. And that's what I... Basically, the reason I do social media and stuff is to make people happy. Which I've said on... I think my second episode, yeah, not not of Wheels on Stilts, but of second episode of my podcast. Okay, well, anyway, hope you guys liked the video, and see you guys next time on Wheels on Stilts. Bye, guys. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.